I'd so, be happy to. Yeah, no. Uh, what, you, you, what? 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 I cut you off there. I apologize. I'd be happy. This doesn't need to go in the podcast. And the home of the Deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And it has been another week, as is generally the case. Another week has come and gone, and uh, I don't have anything really interesting or witty to report about this past week, so uh, I'm going to kick it over to you. How, how was your week, James? Pretty good, thanks. Actually, it was a pretty busy week, and you're just being too humble because we do have a few things to touch on before we get into the podcast proper. But uh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I uh, I don't know. I don't have anything that exciting or interesting to report from this past week. So I, I, I'm not being humble. I just don't have anything. Well, we have the NHL awards to talk about. And they even released the schedule already for next year's NHL schedule. But uh, we'll worry about that some other time. And in sad news in the wrestling world, we lost another great wrestler, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, the Mastodon, Big Van Vader. He uh, sadly passed away this week. He was sick. In fact, I believe last year, well, actually, I don't know if it was, maybe it was the end of last year that it came out that he had tweeted or or given an interview where he said his doctors didn't give him more than i don't know 8 months to live or something like that mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of speculation that he might make it into the WWE Hall of Fame this year because of his situation but uh, that didn't happen and now sadly he will not be able to accept his induction personally when when it does invariably happen which is a shame because he was uh he was a big man, but he was he was incredibly athletic for his size and he was uh you know he he was kind of one of those wrestlers that's really revered and appreciated all over the world, especially in Japan. Uh fun fact, it was Vader that inadvertently wound up costing Mick Foley one of his ears. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Yes, uh this is some inside baseball or wrestling, I suppose. For those of you who aren't wrestling fans, but uh, the short version is Mick Foley, hardcore legend, uh, who wrestled as Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack, the three faces of Foley. When he was Cactus Jack in Japan, he was in a, a ring. Well, he was in a match, but in this particular match, the ring crew had, in a previous match, some of the wrestlers had complained that the ropes were too tight. So the ring crew had tightened them way too much. And so there was a kind of a a spot that Mick Foley did where he would kind of get his neck caught between two ropes. Like the ropes, he would, he would get his head caught between the ropes and then rotate his body over. So it's called a hangman spot. So he was kind of being choked by the ropes and normally that wasn't a problem, but since the ring crew had, 
tightened them so much he was actually choking and he couldn't breathe. And Vader was like in the ring posing or something, and and he didn't he didn't realize what was going on. So Mick Foley had to get himself unstuck from those ropes, and he kind of sheared off one of his ears in the process. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Is the, oh man. Yeah, That's... it was. Uh, uh, there's a reason why he has the reputation that he does. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, that was a match with Vader. So, among other things, that's one of the things that he was most well known for. Do you think, and this is just a pure speculation question, uh, I'm not half the wrestling fan that you are, but I always associated Vader, Big Van Vader, with WCW mostly. Mm -hmm. And I do know that he had a great and illustrious career with WWE as well. Well, he had a career with WWE. I don't know if it was great or illustrious. All right. Well, like I said... (laughs) The, uh, do you think McMahon may have held a grudge against him or something like that to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? For- um, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's possible that there was bad blood there. I don't know. But I will say that his being a big star in WCW wouldn't have been the reason why he was kept out of the Hall of Fame. I think okay. it's probably just a matter of they always need people to induct, and every year they kind of... They have their, you know, headliners and then the rest of the inductions are usually, you know, a bunch of people who were popular and or talented, but not, you know, top level guys or girls. And especially in recent years, they've had kind of a formula that they like to stick to with the Hall of Fame inductions, which is to say they they have a woman they usually have a posthumous induction. They have a international star. Lately, they've had a the Warrior Award, which they give to somebody, some civilian, let's call it, who has done something inspiring. They have a tag team, and usually they have one or two just like kind of regular we would call the mid carters guys like i said who were popular but not you know at the top of top top level so i guess they had too many to fit poor leon that was vader's real name poor leon into the card this year so uh i don't know i i, I can't i can't point to any specific thing and say this is why it didn't happen cuz you know it's really at the end of the day it's all up to vince mcmahon so Well, it's sad. We lost another great wrestler and rest in peace Yeah. to borrow from another excellent wrestler. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. Van Vader. Anything happy that happened this week? Yeah. As a matter of fact, before we get into the NHL awards and uh, as it turns out, when Gary drops this podcast, it will be Patrick Fogarty's birthday and a big Islander fan. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but just want to absolutely, uh, fellow friend and, and member of the LIQ. You have to have a tap of the stick to Mr. Kevin Frost before we go on, just to give a plug to what he has going on at the Raleigh Street Hockey League, mm-hmm. and just a really great friend of the podcast. Yeah, definitely. The uh, What is he calling it now? The, uh... the 2018 RSHL Summer Shootout. It is the Summer Shootout. Okay, yes, that's yes. right. That's right. And that will be on Saturday, July 21st. And we will have a link again 
as we had Kevin on a couple of podcasts ago to fill us in on what was going on on the RSHL. Mm -hmm. And we will have another updated link on that as well if you are in the area and want to join the summer shootout. Yes, that was the episode... uh... Frost Contact was the name of it. I believe that was episode 97, if I'm not mistaken. It was somewhere in the late 90s, in the, the mm. mid to late 90s. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, you're probably right. I think it may have been 95, but it's definitely, you're in the area. So you yeah, can all right. go, let us know, listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do our research on our behalf. <laughs> let us know about our own show. But we do know that we had Kevin on recently. Yeah, we we definitely did. We definitely did talk to him. And he's a great guy and just want to acknowledge that one more time on uh, the podcast and and good luck with the RSHL summer shootout as well coming Mm -hmm. up at the end of July. You said it. Also, yeah, speaking of another great, apparently great uh, deck hockey tournament coming up, a listener reached out to us by the name of Athena Gilbraith, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, Athena, but uh, thank you for doing so. She messaged us, as uh, everybody else is welcome to do so as well. If you have a league out there you want us to know about or plug, please let Hit the Deck know. Gary always tells you how to get in contact with us, so Athena took us up on his generous offer, and as a thank you to her, we are going to try and have her on the podcast or another member if she's a little bit too shy to uh, promote her deck hockey league and this particular tournament. It is the QC Deck Hockey National Summer Tournament, and that will be held on July 5th through July 8th. And it's a three-on-three tournament. And if you want to learn more about that, and again, we'll put up the link, it's nda3on3.com, nda3on3.com for more information on that. There are prizes too and money prizes as well. And from what I could understand, the NDA is, uh, I believe it's National Deck Hockey Association or something along those lines. It's not a non-disclosure agreement. We can talk about it. Right. Okay, good. It's um, And uh, from what I could understand, and, and again, we want Athena on to confirm all this, but it looks like there's about four separate deck hockey leagues that form the NDA itself, and it's all in the Midwest, I believe. And uh, this particular one is the Quad City deck hockey tournament the national summer uh, tournament all right and while we're on the subject of tournaments ball hockey tournaments i do want to follow up on this because we talked about it last week the women of the u.s ball hockey team i don't remember exactly what they called it but the the u.s women's team which we we talked about last week at the tournament in moscow that uh they didn't do so well uh, which is unfortunate but, you know, that, that's, that's not the end of the world because coming up next week, we got the under-20 championships. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be following that, and maybe we'll have more on that next week for you. Absolutely, yeah. We've been following the countdown, a very clever way of counting down the days till the tournament where they have each player's number representing how many days left. So we've been trying to retweet those and, and enjoying those from Jackie Spiegel and other members of the uh, Team USA under 20. So we're looking forward to that, absolutely. Yeah, so if you are on Twitter and you follow us on Twitter, uh, we are at Hit the Deck Pod, Hit the Deck, D-E-K, Pod, P-O-D. And don't don't follow Hit the Deck, because that's, uh, that's a sad story, by the way. Hit the Deck. I've kept an eye on that account for a couple of years now, because it, it belonged to some guy named Declan, who was kind of a like an jerk he was like an english import and he was a jerk like 
I, I, based on the limited number of tweets, he didn't even tweet that much, but based on the limited number of tweets that he had up on his page, which stopped in 2015, by the way, he like, his, I think his avatar was Jason Statham and it was just like misogynistic comments about women and like drug references and stuff. And it's, it's like, dude, you're, you're misrepresenting a great name there. Hit the deck. And I periodically check to see if that account has become available for obvious reasons. And, uh, the, you know, I was hoping, oh, you know, 2015 was the last time he posted. Maybe if he stopped using it, maybe eventually Twitter will just like delete the account and we can grab it. Nope. Apparently the account was recently suspended for whatever reason. And I've checked Twitter's rules and guidelines. And if an account is suspended, then it can remain so indefinitely. They will not delete the account if it's suspended. They'll just leave it in limbo. And you can't request that a, an account be deleted or freed up or anything if it's under suspension. Only the person whose account it is can request that it be unsuspended or deleted. So unless uh, unless Declan takes some action there to delete his old account, then there is no chance that we will be able to hit the deck officially on Twitter. Well, hit the deck pod it is, but that's that's sad. Yeah, yeah. Not it's, fair. But. Yeah, that's just a little bit of, that's just a little view of the sausage being made here on hit the deck for, for you, the, the listener. Well, hey, that I hope that doesn't deter people from listening to our podcast. If they, I mean, you very specifically say that it's hit the deck pod on Twitter and we do have our Facebook presence and our own logo and all that stuff. And hopefully that people aren't going to that other one by mistake and associating us with being that guy. So. Yeah, don't be that guy, James. <laughs> yeah, we're good guys. We are. We love deck mm-hmm. hockey. We love all people. And, and we're all inclusive. And, and, you know, we're good Catholics. So <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're the good guys here. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, my <laughs> sincere pleasure. Anything else this, this that happened this week, James? Yeah, real quick, just to, again, for uh, in honor of Patrick's birthday and, of course, Superfan Anthony, Brad, and Chris, our uh, local huge Islander fans, just want to uh, tap the sticks for them as the New York Islanders have really been doing a great job this offseason. They just acquired Barry Trotz, the, yes, the Stanley Cup champ coach, Barry Trotz, for five years to lead the helm on the island, and also the Rookie of the Year slash Calder Trophy winner is none other than Matthew Barzell, the uh, great extraordinary rookie of the New York Islanders, so he takes home that wonderful award. So congratulations to the Islanders and their fans for all the good stuff, and hopefully it'll continue. It's funny, I was just talking to Superfan Anthony yesterday about whether or not the Islanders might be able to acquire Barry Trotz as a coach. And, you know, we had a nice long conversation about it. And then today, suddenly, oh, Barry Trotz is now the Islanders coach. It's like, well, that was pointless. (laughs) Well, hopefully the same thing will happen when they re-sign Tavares. So uh, fingers crossed on that as well. For superfan Sue and her fellow Devils fans, they were not outdone either at the NHL Awards, where taking home the heart Slash MVP award was none other than Taylor Hall. So congratulations to that young man. And the Masterson Trophy winner was Brian Boyle, ex-Ranger Brian Boyle, for overcoming what he overcame, dealing with cancer. Mm -hmm. God bless him, having a great season. 
And really, the Devils had a, a really fine season, all told, too. So congratulations to those two guys. And for our good friend Mike, the Kings fan that he is, mm. the Jennings Trophy winner was Jonathan Quick. And apparently that is a trophy for the goalie that gives up the least amount of goals in a season. So way to go, Mr. Quick. Is that the goalie with the lowest goals against average? Or, I mean, is there like a qualifying criteria? Because a goalie can play one period and give up no goals and give up the fewest goals. Like, surely (laughs) there must be some kind of, uh, you know, minimum number of periods that a goalie must play to qualify for this, no? Oh, sure. Yeah. Just going on the website now. Uh, let's see. Here's the specifications right here. Uh, it's presented to the goalkeeper or keepers having played a minimum of 25 games ah. for the team with the fewest goals scored against. Okay. So should we introduce ourselves? Or yeah, what? that seems like the best course of action, I think. That's, that, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Okay. Let's do. Yes, yes, quite. All right. So um, let us then... Go to our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and, of course, my loyal and true co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. Yes, sir. Actually, you know, I've said that now for a few weeks in a row. Well, I mean, I've said that for many, many, many episodes in a row. But for a few weeks, it has felt somewhat less genuine than it used to when I say, uh, as ever, I am, you know, in goal because I have not always been in goal when when I've been playing lately. I, I went on that whole thing a few weeks ago about how I reacted to my first set of games out of the net in quite a while. And, you know, that my how my body <laughs> hurt quite a bit after that. And in fact, last weekend, I played a game out of three out of the net because it was warm last weekend and the next day was father's day. And, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm maybe it comes with age. I am. It's funny. There's a little part of me that's actually ashamed to admit this, but I am starting to acknowledge my limits. And I decided that I was only going to play two games in goal because it was, you know, hot. And I know when I spend too much time in goal, when it's really hot, it takes a real toll on my body. And, that doesn't get better for a while. You know, it, it, it stays with me that that uh, dehydration or whatever that uh, just, you know, pain and, and and soreness and malaise or whatever exhaustion that stays with me for a while afterwards. So I was attempting to head that off at the pass. I only played two games in goal and I played one game out skating, quote unquote. And uh, I have to say, I mean, I was tired for the rest of that day, but you know, the next day I felt fine. I actually, I was, I was a little worried cause I felt pretty great <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> waiting for the other shoe to drop. But, uh, no, I, I, so yeah, I, it is a little disingenuous to say that I am as ever in goal, but I am as usual in goal. Maybe I, I can switch to that. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. I don't know. I I'm, I'm probably quibbling over nothing terribly important here, but, uh, you know me, I'm, I am painfully honest, so I, I do not want to mislead anyone, even accidentally. That, that's very true, and for this podcast, you are our goalie no matter what. So whatever you do during the week is your business. On this podcast, you're the goalie. So we appreciate the explanation, and also please give yourself enough credit for being a wily veteran and knowing that you have a job to do during the week, 
and we're not getting paid to play deck hockey as cool as that would be. So you have to be responsible to your family and worry about paying bills. So with that, you need to be healthy and strong just to do the commute alone. So well done. I'm glad that everything paid off and and you played, you had fun and you enjoyed your father's day as you deserved. And uh, well, well done on that. And yes, you are our goalie for this podcast, no matter what you do during the week. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. Intellectually, you're right. And I'm sure my wife would agree with you, but I take a certain amount of pride in being stubborn and reckless. Uh, you know, so so the fact that I'm actually being smart about something is I feel like I'm letting myself down a little bit, like I'm I'm betraying myself to an extent. And I know that's part of getting old, uh, older, at least. I know that's part of growing up and aging and and, you know, you have to accept that your body can't do the things that it once did and blah, blah, blah. But my plan has always been to run myself straight into the ground. So I feel like. <laughs> By taking my foot off the gas a little bit, I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of showing weakness and, and, and flinching and, and not, you know, showing a lack of commitment. So that's just that's my own personal hang ups there. I, I it's you know, it's, it's it's only me and, and my stupid mentality. I'm not I'm not saying that that's the correct mentality or, you know, that that, that I'm you know, I'm actually doing anything wrong by being smart. But that's the way I think. You're a man's man, and, and I mean that as the highest compliment as possible. You never complain. You uh, look adversity in the face and laugh at it, and you put your body and, and well-being aside for the benefit of the game, which, again, that we don't get paid for and, and nobody's watching or, or supporting us on. We're just playing for the love of, of deck hockey, which is the point of this podcast as well. You do owe it to your wife and your child. To keep yourself in as best shape as possible. And to yourself, quite frankly. Ah. You, have, you have to worry about future Gary, too, you know. We want the American Rhino having a nice, long, healthy life. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? James Dean said, live fast, die young, leave a beautiful corpse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he got thrown out of a Porsche going uh, how many miles an hour. So I don't know how good his advice is to take. Yeah, and I mean, for anyone who's met me, I think the idea of leaving a beautiful corpse, that ship has sailed. So uh, I'm not too worried about that. Oh, man. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah. uh, enough talk about death and, you know, recklessness. Eno- enough light, fun topics. Let's, uh, <laughs> we should probably jump into the podcast proper, yes? Yes, sir. All right. Well, that can't be right. Have we been talking for almost half an hour? Yes. What? How did that happen? Um, it was interesting conversation. Was it? <laughs> All right. The listener. All right. Well, yeah, you tell us. That's, uh... <laughs> Wow, that didn't feel like, wow. I, I swear, <laughs> if you had asked me how long we've been talking, I would have said maximum 15 minutes. It's been like, I mean, before editing, because I'm sure when I cut out some of the ums and ahs and blank spaces, it'll, it'll, it'll be less. But, we, you know, we've it's 27 minutes and change right now. So I'm guessing if you look at your, um, you know, podcast, clock right now it's probably going to be somewhere around 24 or 25 minutes that's my guess you tell me i don't know but um yeah okay yes definitely let's jump into the podcast here would you mind telling us what is on deck for this podcast we'd be happy to sir thank you thank you funky to fresh back in htd 12 gary and i shared some advice on how to keep our gear staying fresh and clean especially during the summer as this summer starts up PureHockey.com has some updates on keeping your hockey bag from stinking up the place. Play plus hockey equals smart. 
The NHL and NHLPA want to ensure that their young fans are well-educated and prepared for the future. So the next time your children ask to play or watch hockey on TV, encourage them to do so. I mean, why wouldn't you in the first place? And a great one-on-one. A new interview series on NHL.com where celebrity hockey fans are interviewed by Wayne Gretzky himself. American Rhino, we need to become celebrities quick and get on this show. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome. All right. So uh, our first topic is appropriate for the summer, I guess. Well, yes, sir. It's appropriate for any time of year, but particularly appropriate for the summer, as my wife and anyone in my general vicinity will attest. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it said that a hockey locker room is one of the smelliest places on the earth. And when we're done playing deck hockey, we don't have a locker room to go into, but we do have a hot gar to go into. And yeah, it uh, it gets pretty pretty interesting in there. So thank God for air conditioning or at least rolling down windows. You know, it's funny. This past weekend, this past Saturday, I played hockey, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago. And I played two games in goal. And it was, you know, like 80 degrees or whatever. And uh, I played two games in goal. And then I played a game out of goal running around. And... Afterwards, I walked home, and which my house is like 10, 15 minutes away from where we play. So it's not that big a deal. I walked home and I came in. I dropped my stuff. I said to my wife, hey, I, I'm real before, you know, before I, I shower or whatever, I, I just want to run across the street quick to pick up some wrapping paper because I needed to wrap my dad's Father's Day present. So, oh, okay. So I dropped my stuff. I went back across the street to the 99 cent store and I was in there and, you know, people were like giving me looks and kind of <laughs> walking, you know, walking away from me. And at, I, at the time when it, when it first happened, I was thinking to myself, oh, well, it's because I'm dressed in my hockey clothes and they think I look ridiculous. <laughs> and then as I was shopping, because uh, I, I went for wrapping paper, but I wound up getting a couple other things that I had needed to get while I was there. As I was shopping, it occurred to me at some point, wait a minute, I probably smell awful. <laughs> so why don't I just pay for what I have and leave? <laughs> so uh yeah, so anyone who happened to be I don't expect that we have any listeners who happened to be in the 99 cent store that day, but I'm just gonna apologize to the to the world for that particular incident. It did not occur to me that I was smelling funky fresh. So uh, I apologize for that. I could have used some of these tips that James is about to catch us up to speed on. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wish that more people would heed your advice, especially on the subway, because people just stink on the subway, especially during the summer. And that's not from playing hockey. That's just not from bathing or using deodorant. But anyway, we'll get into this. And I'm curious if anybody has used any of these products either. But about a month or two ago, you know, Gary and I always keep our eyes out for deals on uh, hockey equipment and stuff like that. So we get emails from different uh, hockey equipment sites and stuff. And purehockey.com is one of them. And they had a specific email designed just for hockey equipment care. Therefore, there was a lot of new stuff that at least new to me that I noticed, including something called glove sticks. It's a deodorizer that lasts 10 years. It's designed for your gloves, skates, and shoes, and it's really quite interesting. Do tell. Yeah, it looks like a pair of nunchucks, which is cool (laughs) for you uh, Michelangelo fans out there of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they're literally, yeah, 
they're two sticks with you know they're, they're attached by uh, a string of sorts and how it works is that they go into your gloves and they absorb the moisture and they also suck up 99.9% of the odor causing bacteria in your gloves and it also works for your shoes and your cleats and your skates too so it's pretty interesting and as they say there's not much chemicals in it but it can last 10 years and you can have little inserts in there where you could put little um, uh, scents in there and it's all non-toxic chemical free and it's pretty interesting I'm just curious if anybody out there has used these glove sticks before I've never seen them before and they're only about 30 bucks huh that is interesting I've got a bunch of gear that could probably do with some deodorizing and uh, I have like I've kind of done the poor man's way to try and uh, do that I got a whole bunch of silica packets that I keep in my goalie bag and I also have a couple of like deodorizing balls that I got at like Models or whatever. And those worked for a couple of weeks, but I think they stopped working. Yeah. And in their defense, too, when you have all your stuff and, and hockey gear, as you may or may not know, uh, because it's under your jerseys and, and your hockey pants and stuff like that, there's nowhere for your sweat to go, even if you're wearing the wicking undershirts and underpants and stuff like that. And, and it's usually heavy plastic over it, too. And then you wrap it up in skates and stuff, and you're running around or you're skating around, and there's a lot of sweat and whatever. So there's really not much you could do. And then if you throw that into a bag, it's not really very well ventilated, and there you go. Like, so I know people that use their trunks, their car trunks, as lockers, and it probably smells like something died in there after a while. Yeah, I keep my stuff in my attic, and I do tend to pull out some of it. Like, I open the bag when I bring it up in the attic, I open the bag and I pull out a couple of pieces so everything can air out a little bit. But uh, there are times when I, I open that door and it's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually it's funny. Jeff Banson, uh, who, who plays with us in the LIQ, sometime goalie, sometime skater, or uh, as, as I like to refer to him, intrepid meteorologist Jeff Banson, because he is a local weather personality. He actually, yesterday, I think, or today, I don't remember. Yesterday, I think, he, he posted a video in our group on Facebook uh, about how he was disinfecting our, our spare goalie gear, which he had wound up using. So uh, he had used some Lysol to kind of spray everything down. And yeah, as I, as I said to him, you have to be careful with that stuff because it, it could be effective, but you want to make sure that that stuff is fully dried out before you put it on because that Lysol and, you know, what have you, disinfectant spray can really irritate your skin if, you know, it contacts it, if it's still like wet on your skin. So yeah, that, that'll work if you're diligent about it, but you, like I said, you have to be careful and keep up with that uh, and make sure it's, it's dried out. And again, great advice like that back in HTD 12. So give that another listen. In the meantime, if you're still shopping on purehockey.com, there are laundry detergents, apparently, that are designed to get odors out of your hockey or any sports gear that you have, such as jerseys and undershirts and so on and so forth. One of them is called Sweat X and the other is Capped Odor, I believe. Sweat X, both are very expensive, by the way. Uh, 
just it's not a plug that we don't get any money for this podcast or anything like that, unfortunately. But I use Tide. My mother uses Tide. My nana uses Tide. It's worked great for us. As the song says, the fans are true to the orange and blue. Tide is orange and blue colors, and it does a fantastic job of keeping our clothes fresh and clean, hockey jerseys and equipment included. But uh, SweatX goes for $20 for a 45-ounce bottle, and Capped Odor goes for $15 for a 30-ounce bottle. And just to put those into perspective, I could get a great bottle of Tide that lasts a long time, 100 ounces for about 15 bucks. <laughs> hey, I use Tide, too. No Although, kidding. Yeah. And sometimes my clothes come out a little funky, but uh, that could, could also be mildew because I'm, I'm not always good about taking them right out of the washing machine because it's usually, you know, after I play hockey, I'm exhausted. So the washing machine will go off and I'll, I'll hear it and I'll get distracted by something else and I won't want to get up. And well, that's that's on me. That That's all on me. But um, yeah. So on the whole, Tide works for me as well. Yeah, I've seen these uh, capped odor. And I get, well, I don't know if I've seen SweatX, maybe. I've definitely seen the capped odor stuff, and I think they have sprays as well. But, yeah, it's it's crazy expensive. You're right. I don't like, I, I get it, but I don't get it. You know, <laughs> like, it's, if it was some kind of miracle product that, that stopped, you know, that, that eliminated odor after washing and beyond, then okay, maybe. But it's just detergent, as near as I can tell. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Like, I'm not trying to slag off on these people because I haven't used their product and I don't know if it's any good or not, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't get it. That's all. Yeah, just full disclosure. And, and again, as Gary mentioned, they have other things, the typical deodorant pucks, as, as Gary said, or what we like to refer to as, quote unquote, arrogance sprays for you wrestling fans out there. I thought uh, I thought arrogance sprays were when somebody, uh, you know, charges up and snowplows the goalie. Well, that's a good one too. I was trying to refer to uh, the uh, yeah, the model Rick Martel. I know, I know. Rick the the model Martel. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that's all right. Yeah, for for those of you who don't follow wrestling, Rick Martel was a wrestler in the eighties, and he his his gimmick his his persona his wrestling persona was that he was as James alluded to a model, and part of this was he had this uh, like cologne or perfume or whatever called arrogance and he would carry it around in you know those old timey like uh exterminator thing fumigating things with like uh it's kind of a long tube it almost looks like a caulk gun if uh you know if you know what that looks like and it's got a pump handle on the end and you just kind of pump it to to you know spray out stuff he would do that to opponents during the match uh to you know, blind them or whatever. So it's that's what James is referring. Yeah. So you know, if, if your stuff is stinking up the joint and uh, you need to clean it off, definitely pick up a can of arrogance. Yes, definitely pick up some arrogance. <laughs> well, actually, you know, the there's plenty of hockey players who have more than enough arrogance to go around. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe lay off the arrogance for some of you. Good point. And uh, and yeah. So again, listen to HTD12 again and. Or go to uh, purehockey.com or any other website like Hockey Monkey or something or HockeyTron and and see what else is out there if you need to fumigate your uh, hockey equipment, especially as summer is starting here in the Northeast or at least our part of the globe. Yeah, and if look, if, if, if you have something that really works besides just Lysol and what have you, 
if you have one of these things and they really work for you and you know they're not wildly expensive let us know please because we'd we'd love to pass it on to the rest of our listeners and selfishly we'd love to know for ourselves for our own devices you know so please uh you can email us at hit the deck at gmail.com tweet at us at hit the deck pod or uh hit us up on facebook uh you know we are at hit the deck on facebook so let us know and and we will be happy to uh pass along the good word there yes absolutely thank you american rhino for that invitation and uh, with that, there, I've never met a hockey fan who wasn't smart. And it just seems to go hand in hand. You know, hockey is a pretty complicated sport to follow. I just saying in my little circle, uh, people that I know that are hockey fans are smart. I'm not saying that, that I've come across a few, you know, knuckle scratchers, unfortunately. Uh, I am a Ranger fan and have spent many an hour at MSG. But uh, anyway... For the majority, I do think that hockey fans are smart, and, and this kind of reinforces that with what the NHL and NHLPA have teamed up with to make sure that our youth are learning while having fun. I am studiously holding my tongue in deference to the premise <laughs> of this bit. Thank you for that, American Rhino. Sure. We appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, this is a pretty interesting thing. There's a website called EverFi, and they, again, have teamed up with both the NHL and NHLPA. For something called STEM, which stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Math. Yeah, STEM is a big thing now. It's it's not just hockey. It's just kind of STEM is has is just kind of the modern vernacular for for the study of those kind of uh, science and disciplines. It, you hear a lot about it, especially uh, with regards to girls and women, young women these days, because there's kind of a push the whole equality thing. I don't I don't say that dismissively. I'm just trying, you know, for the sake of information, there's a push now to get more women involved and interested in the STEM disciplines because there's, uh, I guess, a uh, a dearth of ladies generally that grow up to be in these disciplines. So they're they're trying to kind of bring up the, you know, bring up the balance a little bit in, in, in those areas. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying that STEM is, is a thing. It is a commonly, uh, you know, a pretty common thing. Well, thank you for informing me because uh, thanks to the NHL, I'm first learning about this right now. Obviously, I'm not a young girl. I'm a 40-year-old guy. But I anyway. never would have known. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, so I should stop referring to you as Lady Bing? <laughs> yeah. Who did win that this year, by the way? I didn't watch the awards. Oh, crud. Um, oh, I got it right here. Thank God. Let's see. Lady Bing, where are you? William Carlson of the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, well, they're just racking up the accolades this year. Yeah, I mean, it was held. The, the award ceremony was held in Vegas, as it always has been anyway. It just turned out that they had such a spectacular season. And uh, yeah, they also took uh, home the coach of the year and general manager of the year for Gallant and McPhee. And for obvious absolutely, reasons, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, deservedly so, of hands course, down, yeah. no question. So yeah, the, uh, the, the Golden Knights were well represented. Even Derek Englund won the Marc Messier NHL Leadership Award as well. And uh, just to cap off an amazing, incredible first season for the Vegas Golden Knights. So well done. Yeah, there's there's really, I guess, only one major 
uh, thing yeah. that they didn't win that they were hoping for. But uh, there's always next year. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you do in your first season, I'm looking forward to see what their encore is going to be next year. There's always tomorrow for cops to be won. Okay. Just ask Alex Ovechkin, you know? I mean, that's my Clarice. Yeah, it's very good. I, I, for the record, I either changed the channel. This is uh, Gary's referring. Again, you have to know this, and, and we'll be very upset if you don't know this. But there Rudolph will be a quiz. Red yeah, exactly. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, the, uh, that's a segment of the special every Christmas time. And I change the channel every year. I, I don't listen to that song, and I fast forward on the DVD as well. But anyway, that's, that's the song that the American Rhino is referencing so well. Yeah, well, that's debatable, but... <laughs> Anyhow, sticking with the, the youngsters out there that the uh, ever fired all this stuff, and uh, to quote, the NHL and NHLPA have partnered to launch the Future Goals Program, a North American initiative that provides K-12 students with STEM education, EverFi's Hockey Scholar course with both a math and science edition leverages highly interactive gameplay and the sport of hockey to reinforce key concepts like scientific thinking and data analysis, exposing students to foundational STEM concepts through real-life applications. Well, that makes perfect sense because there's a lot of technology nowadays, at least, and you know, just general physics involved in the game of hockey. So the more you know about that stuff, I imagine, the more of an edge you'll have in the game. So I wholeheartedly approve and uh well not that i have to not that they need my approval but you know uh, i i i am wholeheartedly supporting this idea of uh you know stem and, and steam and and what have you for hockey young hockey fans hey and the american rhino is married to a wonderful teacher too so between being a hockey expert and a very smart young man as he is having a wife who oh. uh walks the walks and talks the talk is uh, definitely makes you uh, an expert on the subject. I'm going to be 38 in a couple of months. Who are you kidding? You're younger than I am. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, for K-12 students, that, from my interpretation, it's uh, kids in grades four to seven for us Americans, because this is also for, obviously, in Canada, you know, all of North America. And uh, you can check it out. It's free on everfi.com, and the American Rhino and I will make sure that we have links to that on our Facebook and uh, Twitter if you're interested in checking it out yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Jay. You got it, sir. All right. What's left? All right. Got to get the great one in somehow. And uh, this podcast is no exception. And the new series that just started right around the Stanley Cup final is called an interview series called Great One on One, where Wayne Gretzky interviews a celebrity hockey fan. And it's only about nine to 10 minutes long on NHL.com. You can check it out. It's really fun and engaging and interesting and relatable, just growing the sport, showing how popular it is and, and how much fun it is and getting a perspective of a real fan that follows the game and, and is loyal to it. So leading things off. I, I, I Before we lead things off, I just, I have to interject here. I see a flaw in this premise. I have to question how big hockey fans these people that are being interviewed actually are. Because if a real big hockey fan was being interviewed by Wayne Gretzky, I find it very difficult to think that the answers would be anything other than, you're Wayne Gretzky. Hi, Wayne Gretzky. Ha, ha, ha. You're really good at hockey. Like, you know, 10 minutes of that. 
But maybe that's why they edited it down to just 10 minutes of the podcast yeah, itself. Maybe. I, would, <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I personally, if I ever met Wayne Gretzky or was even in the same, the closest I've ever gotten to the great one was just watching him from the stands. But I would definitely, I don't think I'd be able to breathe or speak or, you know, I just make an even bigger fool of myself than I already am. But um, I agree with you on that, American Rhino. Yeah, it's not just some guy who played in the NHL or or uh, maybe was a coach in the minor league level or something and yeah. had a cup of coffee. Somehow, yeah, he, somehow, I think that the the you know a celebrity interview series with some guy would probably not do as well. Yeah, and we know all about that, by the way. Anyway, uh, and now, David, now presenting celebrity hockey featuring this mook. <laughs> hey, how you doing? That's my Rod Hockey voice, actually. Hey, how you doing? I'm Rod Hockey over here. Hey, we miss you, Rod. How you doing, buddy? I, I would watch a show hosted by Rod Hockey. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a guest of episode two. Of that can be season great, two. Great one on one. So David Boreanis has the honor of being the first guest. Hey, that was great, Angel, right? Exactly right. Yeah, I don't know. My my mother and sister watched that show. Uh, I just, I recognize the name. Yeah, uh, uh, a friend of mine during... Our college days, as it turned out, in the late 90s, was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. And yes, he starred in that. And then the spinoff was Angel because I think he was a character on Buffy and he had his own show. And then he was, went on to Bones. Are you sure he wasn't just a big fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar? I, I certainly am. Um, <laughs> I give him credit for getting on the show and getting close to her and actually having scenes with her and stuff I'm like not, that. Not, not David Boreanaz, your friend from college. Oh, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I forgot the question. Was, was, you said he was a big fan of Buffy. I said, are you sure he's not just a big fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar? It was a she. And Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, See, that's, that's my male bias. Just assuming that your friend would have been a man. I apologize. I'm I did, not I did, woke. I was, I was just trying not to mention that she was an ex-girlfriend. That's all. But anyway, she, yeah, she was a big Buffy fan. Oh, and, well, uh, then I know it's it's one of two people that I can think of. That's right. Yeah, because I'm such a stud. I've had so many girlfriends. <laughs> Anyhow, um, that narrows it down. Yeah, Mr. Boreanaz, and he's in a modern show, an up-to-date, well, I don't know. He's in a current show, I should say called uh, SEAL Team, which is on CBS. So it's probably one of the reasons why he agreed to do the interview, besides being a huge Gretzky fan. Does he play he a zookeeper? No, no, no. This is the, the Navy or, SEALs. Or, no, or, no, or no. perhaps a, a circus ringmaster? No, 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 no. American, American Rhino? Yes. Uh, mili military, Navy, the special ops, the, the, the SEAL Team, those ah, ah, yeah. superheroes, mm -hmm. true life superheroes. Yeah, so he's... He's playing um, a, uh, a Marine. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, probably he could be a Marine, I believe, to be in the Navy SEALs. But That's specifically, it. the Navy SEALs are their own special super-duper group of guys that need to get stuff done quickly and swiftly yeah. and help keep us safe. And. And that's yes, what the show is based special on. Special forces and such. I get it. it exactly. Wet work yeah, the, the, the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And that's saying a lot when you're talking about our military. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, he grew up being a uh, uh, being a Buffalo Sabres fan. He grew up in Buffalo. Then he moved to Philly, <clears throat> and he converted to being a Flyers fan. Yeah, until moving out to L.A., where his uh, career took off, and he was a Kings fan. So 
bottom line is, I guess, wherever city he was in, he followed. But I, I, I would say that he'd still be a Sabres fan because you can't turn your back on the team you grew up with, no matter where you are in the world See, at any given time. I'm not to be spurt. Not to besmirch the good name of David Boreanaz, but I think this goes to what I was saying before about you know a real real hockey fans versus uh, whatever. Because honestly, I get you know wanting to watch the team that you're you're close to, or because it's convenient. But you know, for me, any true fan is going to stick to their team no matter where they go. Like if he grew up a Buffalo fan. I think a real, honest-to-goodness Buffalo fan is always going to call himself a Sabres fan. I understand why some people might not want to do that, but, you know, nevertheless, I, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm throwing down with David Boreanaz. Well, I, I take full responsibility, because I did watch the interview before commenting on it, by the way. I, I think he was born in Buffalo, and, and I think he was very young by the time he moved to Philadelphia, and it may have coincided with the uh, Broad Street Bullies and all that stuff. And he did, you know, go to Flyers games watching when they were playing against Buffalo. But I guess his father, to, to save his son from getting mauled by those classy Flyers fans, said maybe you should start rooting for the Flyers instead just for the sake of your uh, own well-being. But I don't know. Again, he was very young and all that stuff. And Well, whatever. Yeah, you, uh, you still you so, can't call yourself a Kings fan, at least if you grew up watching Buffalo and Philly. Like, come on, come on. Where's where's your roots, man? Where's those roots? In front of Wayne Gretzky, too, no less. Yeah, well, who put, okay. Who put the Kings on the map, but still. Um, so maybe he was just sucking up to the great one. Which, hey, man, uh, I, I, I encourage people to do so because the great one deserves it, and even though he's so humble and he doesn't like it and he's always deflecting much like the American Rhino, mm -hmm. that uh, he, he does deserve the accolades. And that's one of the reasons why, personally, I admire the great one so much. Is as great as he is as a man and, of course, as the legendary player that he was. He's just so humble and is always talking about everybody else being better or whatever. And even in his book that he just came out with last year, 99 Stories of the Game, he's giving accolades to the players he grew up watching. And obviously, Gordie Howe is his all-time favorite player. It's really... It's like, this is Wayne Gretzky, you know. But anyway, getting back to the, the interview, it was really interesting and fun and, and, and cool to hear. And a great one talks about some of his experiences as well. And the coolest thing was that David Boreanaz brought a little plaque that had an inscription of one of Gretzky's famous quotes on it, which says, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Mm -hmm. And he asked the great one to sign it, which he graciously did. And uh, so then the, the, the little kid came out of him. He, he said he wanted it for his son, Boreanaz. But then he said, I'm putting this up in, in uh, my room in a you know place of honor. And everybody could look at it and say, wow, you know, the great one signed that. So then yeah, the truth came out. <laughs> I, I do have to take a small issue with that quote. I, I, mm -hmm. I agree fully with the sentiment of it. But I will say I've seen you know, some fluke plays where somebody has just whiffed on a shot and it is still wound up in the net. Well, again, that goes back to the STEM with the physics. And the, uh -huh. yeah. I, I think, I think maybe not a hundred percent. It's probably like 99.8% of the shots you don't take. All right, Mr. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And anyway, again, the, the interview was serious. 
Yeah, the, the interview series is all about the benefits of hockey, teamwork, discipline, sacrifice, and above all fun, mm-hmm. the family aspect of it, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, I'm looking forward to episode two. Where his guest and will it, be Rod Hockey. How you doing? Yeah, I, please, NHL. Hey, please. the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Hey, how you doing, Wayne? It's Rod Hockey over here. Come on, hey. Go ahead, ask me a question. <laughs> I'm going to end the show now. <laughs> Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. I broke James again. I apologize. Anyway, uh, so thank you for listening. I don't know where that hour went, honest to God. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hit the Deck. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, thank you, Pops, for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for providing music, the LIQ for sound effects. And thank you to all of our fans and contributors who have, you know, helped us by promoting the podcast and telling us about all the great tournaments that are coming up. And, uh, you know, anybody, anybody who helps to improve the game of hockey, we thank you just generally. So, uh, you know, that being said, if you would like to contribute in a more direct way to this podcast, please feel free to email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. We are at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram, and you can go to our YouTube channel, which is also Hit the Deck Podcast. So uh, we would appreciate it if you would consider subscribing to the podcast uh, on Stitcher or iTunes or the Podbean app or any number of places. Subscribe on YouTube, please. The more YouTube subscriptions we get, the more we can do on YouTube, and we sincerely would appreciate any little bit of love that you can show us there. And speaking of love... The best possible way you can help support this podcast would be to go to iTunes and leave us a review. Whatever you think is fair, you can you know click however many stars you think we are worth, be it five, which would be great, or one, which would be less great for us. But you know, if you're being honest, you're being honest, and tell us uh, you know leave a little blurb so people know what's good about Hit the Deck and why they should listen to it. We would genuinely appreciate the time that you invested in that and it honestly would help us out quite a bit. So if you could do that for us, that would be so great. And we would thank you. James, is there anything you'd care to add? Again, just please go check out RaleighStreetHockey.com and NDA3on3.com for those great tournaments coming up. And of course, always support Lou, our good friend Lou of the Charlotte Street Hockey and uh, Jeremy of Columbus Deck Hockey Association as well. And and Gary, you broke me again, but well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, my, my pleasure, James. Happy to help. So, uh, all right. With all that being said, I will leave you with the sentiment that I do every single week here on Hit the Deck. Whether you are somebody who is reeking to the high heavens or somebody who is learning to play and learning the fundamentals behind the sciences, behind the hockey, whether you are sitting down with the great one himself having your brain picked by one of the greatest ever to play the game, or whether you just happen to be rat hockey over here. Regardless, whatever you happen to find yourself doing, or wherever you happen to find yourself doing it, I would always and forever encourage you to remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. It's not fair. Oh, that is just too good. I'm going to throw up. High praise indeed. Thank you. I haven't laughed that hard in quite a long time, so thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, jeez.